0: Welcome to the Scale the Good podcast. My name is Vindhya Gunardhana. I'm a program director at GLX for the Climate Adaptation Accelerator. Um, so I've been with GLX for the past nine months, I'd say. And next to me is Vihangun.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the next episode of Purpose Pivots. So I'm Vihangun, uh, Ari Ratna, a CEO of Good Life X, as well as I'm um, uh, I've s- uh, founded few startups in the fields of organic agriculture, mine engineering, as well as uh, Ayurvedic herbal medicine. So that's that's about it. <laughs> so, like, looking forward to share <coughs> uh, things went through in our journeys and hopefully it will help.
0: Yes. Yeah? And, uh, first <laughs> question coming up. Oh, <laughs> right. So, the first question is. So you want to read it? Okay, I'll read it. Talk about your backgrounds, experiences, and the foundation of the STEM world you gave. The world gave you. Sorry. (laughs) Let me read that again. (laughs) Talk about your backgrounds, experiences, and the foundation the STEM world gave you. Okay.
1: You want to (laughs) start? Okay. Well, so my background is so I'm a chemical and process engineer by my background. So, so, i think yeah so i was working in the pharmaceuticals field uh and for a multinational Can you go back a little
0: bit more? So okay like
1: from university days you know you are going for this or? yeah so like okay so i'll i'll tell you how how it happened so 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 in sri lanka so it's like uh, basically if you are good in maths they say that you want to be an <laughs> engineer. So that's how it happened. No? So so my father, my friends, my relations, they said that, okay, you're good in maths, so you should be engineer. So uh, in all us, I wanted to test out for a f- few things for my uh, technical subject, but they said, okay, you're going to be engineer, so you have to select electronics. Okay, I said, yes, okay. <laughs> but I was not good at electronics. I didn't know how to do circuits and everything. I was like, but I was okay. I, I got a AA for that, but I think it's just that I was, Good in the theory, but I, could, I was not a engineering wired person, right? So then, uh, then I, um, then I did the LV as well, and I got selected to Moulvib University Engineering Faculty. Then, yeah, actually, in the first year, we had to select fields, right? So uh, I was more, I, I was, I was in the cricket team, I was uh, the best, uh, one of the best trips, and I was doing certain other extra calculus so I was a completely uh, different, like not no, not academic, so. Then, uh, so I, I became a chemical and process engineer because that was one of the few few fields that I could select for my results <laughs> in the uni, right? <laughs> so I was initially thinking, I was, I was clueless, right? I mean, like, uh, I didn't have much engineers in my family to learn a lot, but uh, when I went to uh, the faculty only, I w- know that, okay, this is mechanical engineering, this is electrical engineering, this is computer science like just like i was listening to seniors what they say i actually didn't have idea because it was not my passion no so i was just okay what is good for a good career or good life okay, okay they said this okay whatever the options that we had this was the best it seemed so i said okay we'll do chemical engineering then i did it and i'll tell you how i got into gs uh, gsk uh, if, if it's okay because i think i some a place that i really i feel that i'm really blessed uh for being there uh, so, <laughs> this is a funny story, actually. So, uh, we want to select the internship, uh, and uh, people were selecting because of their passion. I actually... I had a good passion for my, uh, like, kind of a pharmaceutical engineering, kind of, uh, because my my family background, my father and mother, they are both doctors, but they wanted me to be, uh, like, kind of that field, but I didn't want. Uh, but then I, I was interested about it, but, la- uh, funnily funnily... Uh, my uh, cricket coach uh, i don't know whether this is too long but i think i will just yeah (laughs) but uh, my cricket coach wanted because we were we've we've never won a inter-university championship for 12 years so we were like really onto it and we wanted badly to win it right so we said we'll practice every day right so five five days per week right or or at least six days a week right so we were doing really then we this internship came and if we were to go to a like far place we couldn't come for the practices then then we were discussing and my cricket coach said okay I'll find a place and he called one of the directors uh, of that company and said uh, do you have intensive placements I have two kids who would like to have placements the whole thing was that okay if this was this life was easier so and I was really thrilled to hear that it was a pharmaceutical engineering company but it was a different primary course so then he said yeah we can uh, come to two interns and and i got a chance <laughs> 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 yeah so that, then we i did the, the internship and i did well and they, they they were happy to take me for a permanent position they offered me i got certain other positions uh, after i graduated but i think i loved this place because it, it had that nice vibe uh, but it's not a pure engineering engineering thing but it was like a uh, like had a better purpose serving people so because the uh, motto of that was like, do more, feel better, live longer. So that struck me. So I think, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll do it. But I got a job in the engineering field. So it was uh, engineering compliance executive. So I started there and then moved through. Uh, it, it went through to technical innovations, projects, strategy kind of career. But that's how it started and it went. <laughs> it was a little long, but I think, yeah, that, 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 that was how it went. Yeah. And how about you?
0: <laughs> okay, I think we've kind of stepped away from the question. I hope that's okay. Um, so, yeah, growing up, I think my interests varied quite a bit, yeah. right? So, uh, I mean, I was always very much into history, things like that, uh, world history. And uh, math, math was okay for me. I liked logical things, science, I, I liked it. So, when it came time to pick my subjects for A-levels even, I had no clue what to do right so but I always n- no. not really you know I think in the end I I don't know it's my upbringing I guess from my generation yes. let's say right so it seemed like men have more fun than women okay. right in career so I was determined to have a good career and all that so I thought I'll do them you know engineering I chose that for myself my my parents never you know my parents are pretty cool they're you know like the youngest parents I'd say amongst my friends, yeah. so they're like you know no pressure, nothing yeah, so it's cool, so I just want to do what the boys do, <laughs> so I thought I'll go into engineering, so I did my levels here, but then uh, I knew we were going to migrate so and also. I wasn't very uh, keen on going to university in Sri Lanka because uh, I was hearing these weird stories, ragging and all that. I was really worried about that. So, I mean, I don't know. So, it's my upbringing again. So, uh, yeah, so we migrated. So, I did my engineering in the U.S. in New York. Um, So, I did civil engineering. Actually, I started out in the School of Architecture. Yes, right. I want cuz I was I had an interest in design. Yeah. So I thought I'd go into the school of architecture. So my first year was in architecture, right. but that foundation the first year is anyway similar. Then I found out like in your 5th year, so architecture degree is a 5-year degree. That uh, they actually evaluate your, you know, first design and uh, right. say if you're any good. I'm like, after 5 years you tell me that? <laughs> that would be terrible. So then I felt like I'm not really the artistic creative type too so obviously I switched to engineering and I loved it yeah yes I loved it yeah yeah I aced it yes it was um, I think in Sri Lanka I really studied Um, I think I think people are gonna be shocked when they hear this but we didn't have textbooks for A-levels my batch yeah when I asked the batches before me and after me they're not saying that at all. Uh, we did not have. Your
1: specific things.
0: Yeah. So I really struggled because you know I I was relying completely on my teachers and you know and not every teacher you know can teach well, right? It's public school. So uh, I really struggled and I didn't want to go for these extra tuition and all that. Yeah. You know I'm against that. Mm-hmm. So uh, so then you know. yeah I didn't I, mean, I struggled on my own. Let's say yes. But, uh, so when I went to the US and, oh my God, things are so clear and I just kind of understood everything. I was very popular (laughs) (laughs) because, uh, I don't know, I mean, I was just such a happy period in my life, my uni years, did a lot of extracurricular things, matched up, up, yes, and uh, I was, you know, president of this, captain of that, you know, like, yes, it was a excellent time in uni. I loved everybody and I think I was quite popular with the professors too because I think coming from Sri Lanka, we are more respectful towards, uh, you know, our teachers, our professors. So Yeah, so they, you know, so it's like a mutual thing. So, um, so yeah, so I'm in uni doing my civil engineering and uh, so I'm thinking I'm going heavy into design, right? So I did structural. So then... Um, But my last summer in school, I did an internship for one of the top Manhattan design firms. So I sit there with, you know, my boss was probably, you know, like a 30-year veteran. So he gives me a part of a bridge to design. And then I look at his desk, and he's doing the same thing. (laughs) I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe doing this for 30 years, you know? So same calculations, same designs. So then uh, I kind of looked into construction. So actually, the way I landed my job is a bit of a crazy story too. So they had these career fairs, each university. And so my graduating year, that was one in Boston. I think it was at the Boston University. So I couldn't go. And my, my friends took my resume with me and they gave it to this, you know, the top uh, construction company in the U.S., in Boston. And he pitched me so well. He said, mm-hmm. you got to interview this girl. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So the New York office called me and called me for an interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, anyway. I felt really odd there too because, um, you know, I felt like, oh, they're not going to give it to me, you know, mm-hmm. because they're all these, you know, really Ivy League school kids and mm-hmm. all these. And, and I felt like, Mm, I don't know if I should bring that up. But anyway, <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, this is construction, right? This is hardcore construction. Yeah. So m- male-dominated, obviously. And also, there's the racial factor, too, right? Yeah. So I thought my chances were limited. But anyway, long story short, one day they called me. So I was recruited uh, and sent to the Manhattan office. Yeah. So um, I think we are not answering the question again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I about yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I stayed with that company for 11 years. Ooh. Yeah. So I was in Manhattan. Then I did the uh, international operations for like a year and a half. So I used to travel mostly yeah. the Middle East high rises were done yeah. by this company. So I got to go for all that. A great it was. It was a great experience. And then I was, I did a, Construction project in Trinidad for a year and a half. I actually lived there for that. Uh, But again, with this same company because it's a giant company. So then I ended up in California with them. Um, So you didn't end your GSK career at this point, did you? So yeah. So
1: I I I was there for about eight years, and. after by that time i was the technical lead and i was looking at the strategic projects and innovations also of gsk so so yeah it was like kind of a very smooth like very good journey i like as as you said also it was about like career right career progression how do you want to go up in the ladder and all i think it, i had a really good time so i i, I was progress every year every other year i got promotions and all and i think it was it was a pretty decent uh, career and i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the job and yeah, it was more about innovation, doing new uh, products, introducing new products to Sri Lanka, uh, the, the, the medicines. So start manufacturing of things which were imported and having restrictions. So we did things so that we were enabling more people to access medicine. It was a really good job and I really loved it. So, <laughs> so it's very interesting to see that I was not an engineering uh, fascinated person, but I think more, more I went to it and I got a perfect kind of a job to develop products tech trans products, and maybe to uh, develop the innovation pipeline of the country. We were doing Sri Lanka, Maldives, so... Yeah, so that's how it went, and it was a very really good one, I think. Yeah, so your SEM foundation
0: kind uh, of put you there? Yeah. And helped
1: you? Helped, for sure. I think, yeah, and also it fitted my wiring also. Uh, not that... Uh, I was not a hardcore engineer, that was the thing, but my analytical thinking, I think it matched the thing. <laughs> yeah. So... We have another question? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so this time I'll read the question, okay, so I think the previous one was a little longer, <laughs> but I think, yeah, so this is, uh, when starting your careers, what was your purpose that drove you into the paths you took and how has the purpose evolved? Right. We kind of answered a little bit. Answer the first option. The first option, yeah, yeah. but okay. do you want to? Yeah.
0: Right, so, yeah, so... I told you how I got into construction. So yeah. it's construction management and development, you can say. Yeah. So, yeah, so my education was heavily designed, but this is now m- more on a management angle. Yeah. But then that analytical thinking...
1: The purpose part, how did it... Uh, n- not... At that point. What at
0: that point think? was, yes, yes, I thought I'd be bored doing design, okay. right? And also the money. Right. I think starting out, it's almost double. What you would get as an engineer compared to a construction engineer. Right. So, yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? So, I went with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it suited my personality better. I felt like I would die in a little office. <laughs> you know, it'll be so boring yeah. staying in one place, just looking, fine. yeah. So, that was the right choice. But then there is a side that it took a toll on me, which I didn't realize. It's construction. It's aggressive. It's dealing with lots of people of different backgrounds. And um, so I became very tough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but it's like a gradual thing. But yeah, so after like 10 years I had time to look back at myself and I'm like my gosh you know (laughs) 20 years ago I would have never thought I'd be like this yeah so even some of the most senior people in construction kind of were like oh my gosh she's so (laughs) you know (laughs) tough yeah dogmatic and I don't know so uh, so anyway I came back to I, I moved to California after the Caribbean Uh, No, so still construction. So there are different areas within construction you can do like cost and, uh, you know, uh, financial angle. So I colored all the basics. I had a good, you know, round career. I think I had some uh, senior people looking out for me and making sure I color everything. So my my trajectory was good. But then uh, I think this is around... 2010, 11, that was a recession. This is the 2007 global recession, still trickling, yeah. So we were mostly doing commercial construction. So that was kind of drying out, so we were looking for more federal work. And I thought that looked a little monotonous and boring again. That word boring keeps coming up. So I actually contacted uh, the international division again. And they said there's an opportunity in India. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. So I left California, moved back to New York, uh, checked out India. Um, So that was interesting. So I was there for, I think, a few weeks or something. Uh, But then I also came to Sri Lanka at that time. So Sri Lanka, now this is post, uh, you know, the post-war, yeah. So things, construction was booming here. So all my friends and my family were like, why don't you just come here? So, yeah, so I, yeah. And I I also wanted to, because, you know, now I had, I had quite a bit of experience in construction, uh, commercial, large scale. So I thought, you know, I would like to share that knowledge in Sri Lanka, right? So I thought, Yeah, so I wanted to kind of give back. So I thought that's great. So I came here. I had an offer from a blue chip company here. uh, But due to V-size shoes, that kind of, uh, yeah, did not work out. But I did some developments here. Uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) this too. Yeah, Trace, I mean, uh, you know. I was part of the group that uh, initiated it and was looking at the design, what to do here kind of thing. So I was, you know, yeah, it was really, it was a great time in Sri Lanka, actually. So this is around 2013, I think, yeah, thereabouts. So um, so anyway, (laughs) uh, my next pivot must have been uh, government. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I love animals. I always have. I feel for them. And that naturally kind of stems into environment as well, yeah. right? So conservation and all that. So I really was feeling guilty about construction. You know, it's it's not always brown fields that you build on. You You know, build on green fields as well, right? So I was kind of guilty about that. So I wanted to help the country and do something bigger. So I thought government was the way to go. So I was part of this group. I don't think I should name names, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it was planning the, hmm? what was conservation? not not conservation, but development, yeah. right? But uh, a more strategic, high-level planning for the country in a certain region. So I was part of that um, as a volunteer. And then just as I was about to be appointed officially, uh, changing government, something happened, blah, blah, blah. It didn't work out. Um, But then, so now I'm like trying to do something that helps the people, maybe infrastructure kind of thing. Because earlier I was doing commercial high-rise, right? So now this is another pivot. Um, So then uh, I got this opportunity to work for the Ministry of Wildlife and and to uh, oversee their construction through a grant. Um, So... At least I got to work with people from that forest and wildlife conservation background. And and that's good exposure. I liked it. I tried to do whatever I can to help, let's say, kind of uh, maybe. But I was brought in a little late, not at the design stage. So it was mostly about construction. So, um, yeah, in between I had my, uh, I took like a spiritual sabbatical as well. So this is the period of reassessment kind of, right. you know, what is my life? Yeah. yeah, purpose. What can I give? What, you know, I feel like I've been taking for a while. So I wanted to give. So that's the whole switch to government as well right. in that angle. Um, yeah, I'll stop now and I'll <laughs> turn it over to you. Post GSK.
1: <laughs> yeah, post GSK since like uh, initially my purpose. I think it was kind of similar, right? Like kind of a good life money and like comfortable life and also meanwhile doing a good like I'm mean like a good in a good field, like giving back to the society so this was a perfect fit for me like I mean like in a pharmaceutical company they are not a, like kind of a ma- like you say that it's a corrupted field but I think I should mention it my the, the place I did work it was really good I think they were really looking after people and having a really um, good vision to help more people while obviously making money. But but it was a good company, so it fitted a lot. That's why I even though I got uh, several other opportunities in between, I stick to it, even though financially it was not the I would say it was a w- good one, but I think I could have gone to different places. But I think this, their purpose and how the vibe of the company that helped me to that, that resonated with me. So that's when I stayed there. So I think I could have even stayed uh, for more longer because I think it was good, uh, because like, my career, uh, my my career was growing, and I was also moving from a engineering base to a because I was leading technical. So I was like working on strategic projects, uh, tech transfers, new product development, uh, those kind of. So which was very interesting for me. So my mind is like always like trying to be analytical and map. Uh, map the dots and kind of right so it it worked well and in between uh, as you said the spiritual sabbatical i also started thinking about certain things in terms of spirituality and uh, i went through certain aspects and i uh, found a new path also to understand the whole mainstream that i was going through going through a career ladder i could have even gone to a regional kind of this thing if i continued but uh, this this stop in 2015 that gave a, a different perspective about what I'm actually doing and I started thinking about things and then, yeah, so it's all it, it's like that, right? So that, that's when I, so then, then something very interesting happened. So, uh, like I was playing cricket, right? So I, I had an in- injury in one of the matches and I had to stay in my bed for seven days. I couldn't walk, I couldn't go to work. And at the same week, one of my close uncles got a kidney disease. So that's when my the, my purpose of helping more people came up. And I was thinking, okay, this problem, this this could be for everyone, right? Sri Lanka, you don't have organic food. It's not affordable, it's not reliable, it's not available. So can I solve that problem? So, so one thing that like, when you talk about purpose, one thing that uh, was key in my life was that I was like kind of a believer that like, um, I don't know, it says a dreamer, <laughs> but I, I, I'm i like, okay, so if you believe in something, I was thinking, like, okay, I, you should be able to achieve it. Always something comes like, okay, people in US <laughs> send rockets to Mars and Moon, but if we can't think of smaller things, it can't be, right? I mean, I was like thinking in that sense every time. So when I came with this problem, uh, of this kid, this thing, I was thinking, okay, why can't we set up something that everyone could eat pure? organic food then we like one of my friends i talked to him and when my knee injury got healed i put a personal loan and then i got one of my father's place to start my uh, shop and i went throughout the country to find people who could do uh, organic and that's when this passion started kicking off and like say okay you have to do it you have to make organic food available to everyone Uh, you should be able to do it otherwise it's a shame (laughs) so that's why then i started it like knowing very little about it and that was the first thing, and that's that's when I also realized uh, we've had few uh, startups in my uh, uni days. We had a travel company, tourism company. We started renting tents. <laughs> we had few things like m- there was an entrepreneurial person inside me also. So that's when it started kicking in a serious term. So then I started it. Uh, From scratch, from zero, with a personal loan, not having any educational background, but I did my MBA, but I had some uh, insights on that, but then I started that. And then um, in 2021, uh, actually I wanted, uh, then my uh, exploration about life and mind also kept on like about six years now for that. And then I I told that there there were a lot of people who were getting help through me by, through mentoring. I was a mentor to a few people. And one day I felt like, okay, if I have to help people, okay, I'm helping them with allowing organic food to people and helping them figure out certain things in terms of their uh, understanding about life and mind and spirituality. And why can't I dedicate everything to that? Then that's when I had a few burdens financially in terms of a loan, uh, this particular loan, and a car lease. And I settled everything as soon as possible. And that's when I said, yeah, I'll I'll take a decision. I'll move out. And and I, I can still remember the day that I told it to my boss, and I think he if he watches it, I think that we had a very very good uh, relationship, and he was also surprised. Why are you, then where are you going? I said I don't have a place to go. <laughs> then I said uh, I'm thinking of doing lecturing. Then he helped me to uh, uh, tell that okay, what a lecturing career would look like in in a country like this, and 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 then financially how would th- that look like, and. And he very kindly offered me, if he, he, he asked me certain questions, and, and then I answered my pure intention of doing this. And he completely understood it. I really respect him because a like lot of people would not understand yeah. it, right? He said, okay, I really respect it. But if you really want to do that as well as um, uh, do something to earn, why you want to come here and work for two days uh, in a consultant role? That, that perfectly fitted me because I said I will only work three days a week and dedicate four days to whatever else he said okay two days you work here one day you do your lecturing thing and try out that so i'll give that leeway for you to try out what you're trying <coughs> if that fails maybe we can talk again after six months that was great w- very nice of him yeah so um, uh so he w- it was uh, he was Chanaka. so Chanaka said okay so we'll do try this and it really worked well also so was doing consultant role i did for about one year and and did my lecturing i started my lecturing career so like doing visiting lecturing for some of the private and public universities and uh, as he said rightly it, it was not sufficient for me to like earn a uh, stable income so but this consultant role helped me so so the purpose now has changed from having a, a l- like kind of comfortable life while doing a good thing for the world, but now it's more skewed to helping more people. How can I help more people with whatever I know or whatever I have, right? So then slowly it shifted and then I uh, had a chat with uh, Good GoodlifeX and they had this role for a CEO. they were looking for a CEO, and I said, okay, still my purpose is there, so I, I can't dedicate more than two to three days, but, it, uh, but I will do that because th- th- this also helped a lot of because it's a country coming up from a bankrupted kind of a situation, right? We were hit badly with economy. I thought that maybe I can help a lot of people uh, because this is a company which helps a lot of startups. So they have helping uh, more than 100 startups. So maybe I can contribute through that and I can still be a mentor. I can still be a lecturer. It's kind of a perfect fit. (laughs) So that's how it turned out to come to this. And meanwhile, I also started a couple of more companies, which we also <laughs> started together. So one is like this mind engineering stuff, which also to help more people to better understand mind and their happiness levels and relieve their stress. So that's when we did this research and started this mind engineering thing. And then I also sta- helped my uh, parents, like specifically my mother, because he's from an Ayurvedic herbal medicine background. So her... Uh, formulation from her ancestors so I started uh, commercializing it so so there are like uh, two three companies that I'm starting up uh, so that I can help in different ways to more people so that's how it's been pivoting from a engineering corporate career but smoothly into more uh, dedicating to helping more people kind of a career <laughs> Right? do we have any other questions oh right we have um, So the next question is, um, what caused the shift in your purpose which we already Uh, did cover (laughs) and how did you begin uh, manifesting it? Mm.
0: Did it manifest before uh, pivoting or (laughs) kind of, I I don't think I really ever visualize anything into, you know being it just kind of flows right yeah Yeah. so i can add something probably
1: yeah so i think i think it's more about the intention for me at least so i think high high intention it's not about the uh state that you fall into that you manifest that and go into that. but that was the earlier way right so when i started the engineering career it was that so i manifest a state or a this thing and then they start working towards it but then slowly realize maybe there's a better way to work it around and find your inner self for example what what helps you to fulfill your inner self most and and if for example in this case to help more people and with that intention you take each and every turn of your path to that intention so that the path gets created kind of right so it's like
0: i think uh, all these um, i don't know on youtube and all that you see about this manifestation and all that yeah. most of them are saying about specifics be specific yeah. and you will yeah. get the specific but i think in our case yeah. we are more like we want to help others so yeah. we had this higher kind of purpose yeah. right Which so would have not
1: been very specific.
0: Not, specific not specific that's the thing not specific yeah. right so then it just kind of that path evolves gradually right yeah um i don't know i guess so it depends on the individual right
1: yeah exactly. So what i'm thinking is like <coughs> when you want to have specifics also that is also stemming from a holistic thing either you want to live a better life help people kind of right so one approach is that you achieve these specific specifics and go about there and also the other way is that you think about the higher or the co-intention and and have that very strongly and stick into a, that and take decisions. So, those are two approaches, I would say. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. how it...
0: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, not to knock on the, you know, yeah. specifics, yeah, yeah but uh, I think you kind of limit yourself if you kind of yeah. put a specific right there, you know. I feel like you might not kind of... Get to another higher level that you could I have because you kind of blocked mean, it right there, yeah. I, I, I agree actually.
1: So <laughs> I think I also agree because I think that specific also is uh, uh, manifestation that you had right. That's based on your belief, your knowledge. So that will also frame you in a way. Either you want, yeah. yeah, limit you, yeah, limits you. But maybe specific so that you can it's tangible and you can do it. But but that might not be the optimum thing to achieve your higher this thing? I did I don't know. Yeah Yeah, it it might depend on the person but at least for people who thinks in this way probably Probably it works. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So we have another question. Okay. I don't know how long this is taking but yeah. (laughs) Did your engineering experience prove an advantage or disadvantage in your new realm? Yeah, I so yeah. It it yeah yeah so
0: yeah. Oh okay. Mm, yeah, I think we kind of addressed it, but uh, no, I'm I'm very happy with my engineering background yeah. in any in any field. I'd say yeah. because um, I guess it also comes from personality. I don't know whether it's engineering per se, but it's like w- you know I I kind of structure everything, kind of yeah. analyze everything, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think it, it comes in handy in yeah. any area. Yeah,
1: so I also agree. So, because like my mind is also wired in that sense, and I also practiced it as an engineer, studying it and practicing it, and that really helped to map things, structure things. That worked really well. I think that's a clear advantage. And also, uh, uh, chemical and process engineering, also to be specific, uh, I think that's more about it's not a, it's little a little broader engineering discipline it's not about very specific right it's about like uh, using resources uh, like putting up new plants like it has like we had to e- learn electrical electronics uh, mechanical material everything right so it's like kind of overall engineering this thing so i i think i don't know that helped for me yeah. because i had to learn everything it was not very specific because i was not a technically like yeah. i want i didn't want to do a like kind of a structural design kind of a person yeah 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 so kind of Yeah so it's like a more more process engineering also yeah. like it's like helps you to structure things processify things so that helped me and even now I mean, even you do, you are doing certain other things i think it helps a lot to structure and come to a solution so that you practiced it throughout your life so no, um, no, i'm saying that your
0: chemical engineering background yeah. now you're interested in agriculture yeah. that also kind of blends yeah. in yeah so my, my, my civil is quite limiting
1: <laughs> oh okay <laughs> uh, but anyway overall in terms of mind engineering also the, uh, the engineering thought triggered us yes. to uh, convert things in terms of understanding the mind structure right. mechanics We're uh, always trying to figure out how things work right? yeah and, uh, organize it in a way that is more right?
0: Yeah. so right yeah. so that's that's yeah. what it is that's right mm. so
1: yeah
0: one more. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do the last one. Do you see yourself evolving from this point or have you found your final purpose?
1: Well, so this this is when this ap- second approach comes handy. <laughs> because it was all always about your all, uh, like ultimate purpose, right? So in this approach, you think about your ultimate purpose and take decisions then and there to go there. So then in that approach, you don't have any other space, at least at at the moment, to change, because your ultimate purpose is the current thing that might not fit uh, completely. But at the moment, that is the 100% viable, practicable fit, because you take every decision for that purpose, you take all the pivots to that purpose. So I think operationally there could be things changing because I think maybe when you go through it, when you maybe achieve your financial maybe targets, which needs for your day-to-day operations, maybe things could skew, but I think in terms of purpose, I think it's kind of figured out. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's, it's there. It's there and I think it's just that uh, you take everyday decisions towards it, towards maximum fulfilling it so i think at this moment i think i'm i'm at the o- optimum practicably possible uh, place for my purpose it can evolve but the purpose might be will be the same probably to help as much as possible uh, with whatever the understanding knowledge experience that i have to more people and uh, the the day to day operation can change but yeah the purpose would stay
0: Yeah. Same for me. I mean, I could pivot again, but that higher purpose remains the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it like that. I mean, it's organic. I'm not stuck anywhere. Right.
1: Yeah. It's it's free flowing. Yeah. Free
0: flowing. Yes. So like you're the one who told me about GLX. Right. I mean, that's quite a pivot for me. But I was like, oh, if I can help people in that regards, then I'm open to it. So I will continue to be so I think yeah. right so actually,
1: the free-flowing thing that I think that's a very important thing right so in your life if you can be in a free flow pl- free flowing state in whatever thing you do so you're not constrained you are not like pressured you are not like skewed because of some other thing so this is also what you mentioned as passion right so you have a passion how do you find it through your ultimate visible purpose right once you align to that and take each and every single decision towards that, then you are in that free-flowing state. As you rightly said, like GLX helps people, uh, businesses to grow in a bankrupted country. That that definitely syncs with that. And to do mine engineering, to help more people to figure it out, uh, the structure and mechanism of mine, that same flow. So I think the word is free-flowing. Yeah. So if you are in the free-flowing state, how to go about there is that find your higher state of purpose and take everyday decisions towards that. Yeah. Then you come to that free-flowing state, maybe. Yeah. Think,
0: you know, I mean, you need some guidance, so let yeah. that be your guide, right? Yeah, that's a good
1: guide. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a good guide for your but if You, you know I'm
1: about your purposes. Sometimes you might not know about your.
0: Some might struggle with identifying that, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but I think as you, you know, mature, you realize it's. It's about others, not about yourself, maybe? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I think we don't have any other questions. But I think if someone is listening, I think probably I don't want to give advice or anything. But I, think, uh, but I think if you are sure about something which is your higher purpose, I think that's when... Um, yeah, I think that's, the, that's, that's a function of understanding that and taking courageous decisions and believing in you. That helps. <laughs> that helps to come to your free-flowing state. And, and, and yeah, I, I'm actually happy with what, how it's going with my life. <laughs> and I'm hopeful that a lot of people would uh, be able to come to that free-flowing state as soon as possible, if they're not already.
0: <laughs> right, shall we wrap it up? Okay. Thank you. Thank you.